0: the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom.
1: Well, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I'm Ben South. I'm here with my good friend, Danny Smith. Danny, how in the world are you?
0: Ben, I am doing well. Man, it has been a while since we have sat down, hit the old record button and uh, talk about ministry. And so this is fun. It's good to be back. Busy times, uh, but man, things are good. And uh, how are you doing?
1: We're well. It's good. It's the like you said. It's been a while. We had to look for the record, but glad to be back in the saddle and and going again. And uh, we've talked off and on through this and tried to schedule, but just schedules have not allowed for us to get together and record. But glad to be doing that again. I thought we we have something we're going to talk about that's kind of interesting based upon some of those type of things that uh, we've been dealing with in ministry today, because um, we know things come up and things change and schedules sometimes have to be adjusted. At the last minute. Does that ever happen to y'all out in the West or do y'all yeah, just go with it?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we had an event a few weeks ago and uh, we we partnered with a, uh, a business here in town to do some of their trick or treat. They call it a trick or treat parade um, and uh, maybe more like a trunk or treat. We were supposed to be out along the putt-putt golf course that they own, but it ended up being 19 degrees, overcast, spitting snow. Yeah. And so at... I don't know, a day or two before they said, Hey, we're going to have to pivot. And, uh, we moved it inside. It all ended up, but yeah, it was there for just a second. Like, what? okay, how are we going to do this? Um, I, you know, I, even though I live in Wyoming and have for several years now, my blood is not as thick as it should be still. Um, uh, you know, I joke that weight wise I've worked on my winter, you know, weight, but, uh, Just not getting the kind of warmth that I needed. I was a little nervous about it, but absolutely. And that's not the only time for sure. There's, I mean, goodness, we talked that length about all the stuff that COVID wrecked and, uh, you know, changed. But sometimes it's just, you know, one of those things where the weather doesn't cooperate or some other thing happens and decisions have to be made.
1: Yeah. And I think there's so many ministry things that just need to happen outside. And we've talked about this at our church that a lot of times, they they're good ideas and if the weather is great and it's perfect you know temperature climate there's no rain that day or rain the days before it's a great idea and goes well but you can't always predict that and you can't always uh, know what's going to happen out when you need to start the planning for doing those type of events so before we get there i want to ask you know we're coming off of halloween type events or events around halloween fall Let's talk for a second about when's the best time to schedule those type of events, especially when you're coming off of this holiday, but then there's Christmas coming up, and then there's even Easter. When do you think is the best time to schedule those? Would you lean more toward the, let's schedule them on the day, such as Halloween, let's do it on Halloween night, or would you pick another night? And Easter, would you do Easter weekend, or would you say, let's get off of that weekend and do maybe our outreach or celebration type stuff? at a different time? Where would you lean on that?
0: Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I do see a lot of different um, perspectives on that, of course, through social media, seeing different churches do it on different days. For me personally, um, obviously there are some holidays like Christmas or like uh, maybe even a Thanksgiving. Of course, that falls on a Thursday, so it maybe doesn't really you know affect this conversation. But I definitely, I think it probably depends on the holiday, but i land on if you can do it on the holiday or the holiday weekend, I think if our effort is to reach unchurched people, then I think doing it on the holiday or the holiday weekend is best. But again, that's my opinion. Here's why I think that um, Halloween is a great example of this. Um, yes, even though some of the stuff we did here in Casper, which is a, you know 80% unchurched, we did it on a Saturday beforehand. But man, on Halloween night, there were so many people out And uh, I just think unbelievers, unchurched, they are out on those weekends. Um, Maybe they have something in their heart that says I should be at church on Easter, but, you know, we're not going to do it. I'm just uh, if you can do it on the holiday, I think it's always better to do it on the holiday or the holiday weekend. Now, it brings up a whole set of logistics for, you know, your own people who are going to run it. And I think that's probably some of the concern. But I tend to land the plane that if you can do it on the holiday, do it on the holiday. For example, even like a Christmas Eve service, I think doing a Christmas Eve service or a Good Friday service, I think doing them on that day has an added significance. And uh, I think it can be uh, a great opportunity to reach um, unchurched people. But that's, again, that's where I land the plane.
1: A couple of those I would for sure agree with you because it's hard to do a Good Friday service on Tuesday afternoon.
0: Yeah, that's Um, right. It just doesn't
1: have the same same ring to it and just doesn't have the same draw. Uh, Hard to do. It is. And, you know, if you're going to have a Christmas Eve service, it probably needs to be on Christmas Eve. And that's where I think you've got to make that decision for as you're planning these type of events, especially from the chair two perspective is be consistent in how you do it. Um, we tried one year when we did our big fall Halloween type outreach to do it on Halloween itself. I think it fell on the weekend. So like, let's do it on Halloween. We had the worst participation by our people. But greater attendance from the community. So uh, we we struggled to get volunteers to to do the event that year be, because it was on Halloween. We had people who I'd asked said, hey, can you serve and help do this? I said, oh, I can't this year. And then they brought a trailer full of kids to our event dressed up in costumes. They were participants, but they weren't served. So I think some of those type of things you run into some obstacles manpower-wise. If it's going to be a conflict. And I understand when you've got kids, you want to be with your kids on some of those special days. And so so we kind of pivoted back on that. It's like, okay, if we're going to do this event, let's just set our time. And this is when we do it. Uh, It's not a different night every year. We have churches in town that do it on Halloween for their Halloween event. Uh, We typically have done ours the Sunday night before Halloween. That's just when we've set our schedule. We have another church that's right around the corner from us. They do theirs the Saturday before Halloween every year. And I think if you're going to pick a date, be consistent with when it is. That's what lets people know okay, they're going to do this the the Saturday before Halloween. They're going to do this the Sunday for Halloween. And then this church does it on Halloween. So be consistent. And we've taken the same approach with Christmas services in our staff meetings. I've said this I said, I don't care if we do. christmas eve service or we just do a christmas service the last regular church service time before christmas i said but let's be consistent if we are going to do a christmas eve service let's not just do it on christmas eve when christmas eve is on wednesday night or saturday night let's do it every year on christmas eve whenever christmas eve falls otherwise let's just always do a christmas service a specific type of service before the like the regular uh, schedule that we go through the last one of those but be consistent in what we do so people know. And Because I think, especially when it comes to Christmas, people have um, family traditions, things they go through. it's like, well, every other year I can't go because we have a Christmas Eve service. Well, be consistent. And they if they know every year you're going to have a service on Christmas Eve, they can start planning around that every year. But they're not having to go back and forth and switch and make plans differently every year. So they don't know what to expect. So I think the, for me, I would say you can do either. I have preferences on specific holidays, but the best thing is to be consistent in what you do.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That consistency is huge and communicating that in plenty of time beforehand. You know, and this goes back to stuff we talked about before on these podcasts, where when you're planning for your year, when you are planning for a specific time frame of the year, when you're putting your budget together, these are just reinforcing those consistent um themes of like, here's why we're doing it the Sunday night before is because we feel like that's the better time for both volunteers and we've had success in reaching people. If I know that church around the corner is going to be doing a great big, you know, um, living nativity, I'm probably not going to try to plan something on that same night because A, why not go support what they're doing, bring lost friends to that. But I think the other part of it is that consistency of communicating it through budget, through vision through just all throughout the year is absolutely critical so that way people go hey i am going to conserve on Halloween because we've chosen to do that we've been hearing that since January we've been hearing that since March and so we've we've you know planning it at the last minute is inevitably th- inviting just that lack of consistency that you're talking about um and you know like everything else there are metrics that again this these don't sound real spiritual and i know we have to certainly be careful using metrics because we can make it the end all be all. But if you've done it for a few years on Sunday night before and you're going, my goodness, we're not reaching anybody. That's where you sit down at the table again and go, is there a better date, better time, better way to do this? And so, yeah, I, I tend to like the idea of, uh, again, kind of like you've been, maybe depending on what holiday it is, but if you can do it with an emphasis of, are we doing this for our church and just our church people? And if you are, that's fine, just own it. But if you're doing it to say, we really want to reach our community, how's that being communicated? How's that being, uh, you know, budgeted for? What's the vision behind that? What are you hoping to get out of it? Uh, Because there's times we've done events and they've been good. We've not reached anybody. And again, maybe you do it again next year. Maybe it takes a few years, but I I definitely think that, um, thinking through the why behind it is going to help you be consistent in it. That's right. And the
1: being consistent is important. And I think what you said was great. Own the purpose. If you're just trying to reach out to your church, that's great. Nothing wrong with that. Do that. Do it in-house and that affects your planning. But if you're wanting it to be an outreach and nobody's coming, It could be one, you're not advertising. It could be it's not worth coming to. And it could just be the timing of it is wrong. And that's where I lean toward on Halloween specifically on the scheduling is get off of the holiday. Because one, typically it's going to be a weeknight, which is more difficult to get people there. It's going to be more difficult for people to stay and serve and clean up. And kids are going to want to go do trick-or-treating. You've got family things or whatever. So we know it, we're going to come off of that night, but I think in some ways I, as a parent, I'm like, okay, we can get two wears out of this costume. We paid an arm and a leg for, so we can go to two events if we're not on the same night. And so it's not typically conflicting with other stuff. And we do it as an outreach and we just kind of have known for a decade or more now, we're going to do it on the Sunday night before Halloween. And so we have a thousand more people come from the community who just know that that's what we're doing those nights. Um, but I think you just have to, have to decide what's the purpose. And then is it being honest? Is it doing that? And look at the, the schedule as far as uh, is this the best time to get the people who are wanting to come?
0: And, you know, one thing I've been impressed with and, and, you know, your event that you're referring to that your church does, y'all do it well. I mean, this is not thrown together at the last minute. So, again, that consistency goes also to just the planning aspect. Like, hey, if we're going to do it, let's do it well. Uh, let's on the purpose. Let's be consistent and let's do it well you know, make sure the budget's there, make sure, you know, it's a, uh, it's a fun event. I, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's true. And it takes a lot of planning beforehand and that's where it comes. Let's, let's switch this conversation here. Cause this year we ran into this, we were coming up on the holiday weekend and uh, when we had this event planned, churches all around town had events planned, lots of things going on in town and the weather forecast was saying, um, apocalyptic amounts of rain. I think we got, well, we didn't know what we were going to get, but ended up getting about seven inches in places within a matter of a little over 24 hours. Um, and so it was a lot of rain. You can't do an outside event, especially when you're needing the grassy areas for parking or events going on. It's going to be muddy. If it's has just rained a lot or um, is raining at, when that event, you can't have it. If so, what do you right. do? We were at a situation where we were three or four days out on Thursday before the Sunday event needing to make a decision. What are we going to do? And so they were forecasting heavy, heavy rain, 90 plus percent chance all weekend. Um, but you don't know three days out. But we were at a point where we had to make a decision because things uh, had to be canceled while we could still do it within a window of opportunity to not have to pay for it if we didn't get to use it. So what did we need to do? Did we pivot, move it inside? Is this something we can do that? And I think in your planning, these are just things you've got to talk through as well. What is our plan if, especially on outside events, what are we going to do? Are we going to cancel it? Are we going to postpone it? Are we going to move it? What are we going to do? So we ended up canceling this year because we decided it was too big. Our facility for the number of people who typically come our facility wouldn't host them in the areas that we could use for that so we end up having to cancel which is a huge disappointment we've got you know for a fall event hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bags of candy what do we do with all this candy (laughs) so you need to have a a backup plan and a decision what are we going to do and when are we going to make that call
0: yeah and we've all been there we've all thought okay it's going to snow this weekend. It's going to rain this weekend. And lo and behold, you wake up on Sunday and it's sunny. And, and I think there's always that fear. And I think there's also the fear of like, man, I'm losing. If we don't do this event, I'm losing. I, I'm going to not reach those people. I think I think two things come to mind for me being on this. One is um, that backup plan is just as important as the actual planning, especially like you said, if you're going to do something outside. Uh, Look, some churches, you're doing yours indoors anyway. It's not going to matter. You know, the biggest thing you may have to do is have some extra mats at the door for people to wipe their feet on. That might be the biggest thing. But absolutely, if it's outside, that backup plan comes into play to say, what am I going to do if this happens? Um, You know, I saw a church that did have a parking lot, trunk or treat plan, and they did move it inside. But the scope of what they planned for, the scope of what they did, or excuse me, the scope of what they were going to do it was able to be moved indoors. And so that's the question, can we move this event indoors? Is this something, if we have a living nativity planned and all of a sudden it's going to be raining, you know, can baby Jesus be born in the church sanctuary? You know, what are we going to do here to try to reach our community? And then I think that the pivot is going back to your purpose behind it. Why are you doing this event to begin with? And if it's outreach, and now you're stuck with hundreds of bags of candy, is there a way for us to do this differently. I, I know, Ben, for you guys, um, there were some of your families that are pretty plugged into that particular event y'all were going to do that canceled, that ended up on the night of just sort of doing that at their house. They still, you know, kind of were out in their driveway. They, you know, had some, you know, hot dogs cooking. They just did some kind of different things instead of just opening the door. And so that's the creativity behind it. It's like, hey, if we have to get this canceled. Maybe there's a few families that still want to do this at their house. Maybe we want to take those hundreds of bags of candy and donate them to, uh, you know, a ministry, a nonprofit that can provide something for them. So don't feel like it's a loss. I think, I think more than anything, just go, all right, how else can we better use these resources that have been donated and given maybe budget things like that. Just don't give up on It's what I would say.
1: And and we ended up doing that this year. We, you know, we knew before Sunday morning we were going to cancel for Sunday night because it was pouring down rain. We knew for sure at that point it was a good call. Uh, we had made the decision on Thursday, and some thought, and I was one of them, thought maybe we were a little bit hasty in that decision. It ended up being the right decision. So what we did on Sunday morning is we put bags of candy out on tables in the foyer, and we handed out – made invite cards for people. So, Hey, if you're going to be handing out candy to trick or treaters at your house this week, we want to help do that for you. And you invite them to come to church, put this little card in there, put this, um, you know, invite type thing in there, the package. A few of our houses did that. We took some of our carnival type games to a few of those houses and just, you know, Hey, here's what it's an opportunity to invite people to church and just be the um, take the ministry out into the neighborhood's even though we didn't get to have it on campus. And we've had this with other events. Anytime you do something outside, you're going to have this issue. We had it happen at our Christmas event a year or so ago when a storm came up the last night of our outdoor drive-through event. A drive-through event you can't bring inside. And so we had to cancel within an hour and a half of start time because of the storm coming through. It was glorious because we called all the volunteers that, hey, we can't have it this night, but if you can come help us tear stuff down and get it safely stored... And we got it all cleaned up in record time that year. So oh, there was a That's blessing right. in that. Uh, but you got to have an opportunity and, and a, not necessarily an opportunity, but you've got to have a plan. What are you going to do? Is this something we can uh, move elsewhere? Or well, uh, can we postpone it? Some things you can just say, is. hey, we'll do it next week. We'll do it yeah, next absolutely. next time. But you can't always do that when you've got rentals or you've got a volunteer base and, and or you've got sets and you've got things that are happening in the evenings. You can't just automatically say, oh, we'll do it next week. Sometimes it just means you just got to cancel
0: it. Well, and that kind of goes back to, okay, if I do this on the day of the event, if I wait till October 31st to do my Halloween outreach and I've got torrential downpour, you know, it's like the meme I saw, you know, at, you know, what I think October 31st, I saw a meme that says something to the effect of today is Halloween and you'll wake up tomorrow and it's Christmas season. I mean, It it really, if you're going to do it on the day of the event, that's the thing. And and that's where, you know, my. if I land the plane to say I'd rather do it on the day of the event, I may not have a postponement. I may not have a pivot. You probably aren't going to have that option to cancel because It's over. Yeah, you're going to have to move on to the next thing, whereas I think, you know, obviously, if you're doing it before, you have an opportunity to pivot. So I think you have to be okay with that. Hey, we're taking the chance that the weather's going to be fine. We can do this, but we know at midnight, Walmart... Target and every other retail store is going to be playing Christmas music and all this stuff front and center. And most folks are not going to want to do the uh, the Halloween thing anymore. You might be able to pivot to something to church only, you know, you have your fall festival at your church, sure, there's ways you can do that. But as far as that outreach part, so I think what you guys did is a great pivot to say, hey, we still have resources, we still have opportunity, let's maximize it. Is it going to be what we hoped? No. But again, who knows what that invite card is going to do? We're going to trust that God is sovereign over this and, and work in it. But that's just something part of your planning. If you're going to have it on the day of, you got to know there may not be a pivot from it. But at the same time, you might reach more, un, you know, unchurched people, so to speak. So,
1: yeah, I think that's true. It's funny because in our town, we, there's a Facebook group for our town. It's like ask the city things, and people come on ask comments and get input. And there's always in inevitably Evly somebody around Halloween who says what when are kids trick-or-treating this year? And its I think the city came on this year and says, we do not have the authority to move Halloween. It's, it's just yes. like, that's, that's when right. it is. It's going to be that day. Whatever day it's going to happen, go, it's going to be on the 31st. right. So in some of those things in church ministry, when you're looking at Christmas, Christmas is when Christmas is. Halloween, if you're going to do an event around that time, it is when it is. Easter is when it is. And so some of those that's things right. you can't move and you just need to be yeah. okay with that. And it is when it is and deal with it and then adjust and it's not um, the end
0: of the world no it, you know, sometimes it forces us to be creative to say okay we planned it for Halloween it actually torrential uh, you know the next day everybody's moving into Thanksgiving Christmas you know holiday mindset you know what let's let's try to figure out how to use these resources differently so you know it's not one of those things where you have to give up and go well that was well we put all our eggs in that basket I think again is have some contingencies. Be consistent in the messaging and the timing, communicating it well, and helping people understand the purpose of what we're trying to do is to have influence in the lives of people that are unchurched so that they can hear the gospel, so they can become followers of Christ. We can disciple them, and who knows, one day maybe they're running uh, one of the booths at the uh, event, and that's what you hope for. That's what you love to see is that's that um, people come to faith in Christ.
1: That's it. Well, thanks for listening in again this week. We hope to be back with you on a more regular basis now after That's a right. little bit of a hiatus. Uh, but we're, we're glad to be back in the conversation. Let us know what you think. Share and like wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, reach out to us on social media. We'd love to visit with you. And if you've got ideas for an episode, we'd love to hear those as well. We hope you
0: have a great one, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.